Um, yesterday, uh, the question was brought up that the halachas that we learned in uh, in the parsha in Sheni uh, Matis Umase, it discusses about koshering of the vessels. Uh, how come it's only brought down over here in the war that took place with Midian? While we find earlier by the war of Sichon Vaig, the Jewish people also plundered. And we don't find over there um, the laws. So why is it over here? So generally speaking, it's a uh, question that why halachas were given at a certain time. We find that whenever Hashem felt deemed it proper to teach us the halachas, that's when the halachas were taught. It's not such a um, not such a strong question to ask why a certain halacha was taught at a certain time, even though it could have been applied to approve, find it throughout the Torah in various different halacha. However, the Ramban is bothered over here, it seems in our case, because the Jewish people were commanded on the laws of Kashrus already. The idea of uh, koshering is basically really an extension of koshering, of eating kosher, because if you don't kosher the pot that you're using, if it's been used for non-kosher food, you're essentially bringing into your food uh, that which was absorbed in the panels and the walls of the pot. They're being absorbed now into the kosher food. So the Rambam, the Ramban was uh, was actually troubled, specifically when it comes to the issue of kashrus, because. Kashrus is something that the Jews were commanded already. And by extension, that should apply whatever vessels uh, they used. Since the Jewish people first came across the vessels uh, by the war of it seems like logical that at that point they should have been commanded about the way to kosher it and not to use the vessels like that. The Ramban gives an interesting answer. Even, even before there, when they left Israel, until they got the Har Sinai. That was before Mount It was before Mount but post Mount they were feeding the missiles. But where does it say that they used other vessels? The vessels they took from Israel. Of oh, those vessels. I mean, they were keeping. Probably it was probably not a probably not a Ben at that time. It was not the, probably they wanted to use it for that day. They were talking. But in any event, the the Ramban the Ramban answers that. Um, interesting chap, an interesting answer. He says that while the Jewish people were waging war to conquer Eretz Yisrael, they were exempt from the, from the mitzvah, so they didn't really have to observe the mitzvah of kashrus, of course not of kashrus the Caleb. Um, presumably this whole idea of having the kasher is only exerimid uh, the so if it's not a ben it's just for the ben for using it for that day, otherwise it's a nice and tamal of gam, it doesn't do anything to the, to the dishes, so it seems like uh, that was exempt, however um, when, it co- when we're talking about uh, the war of Midian, that had nothing to do with conquering the Rehans Yisrael that was a separate issue. The Ebishter wanted to take revenge from Midian. Therefore, the laws of Kashrus applied. And therefore, at that point, Hashem had to tell them the laws of as they are for there. But the Rebbe is Mechadish, and a lengthy Sicha brings down the Rebbe is Mechadish also that, but what about the other laws? We find two laws over here. One, we find the laws of Kashring. 
but there's also the laws of uh, purification, of sprinkling of the blood, the third and the seventh day. Uh, that is nothing to do with the kashrus, that's not exempt. How come we don't find this halacha before? And the Rebbe's Mechadish, very interesting in the Losh and the Rashi, but the Rebbe is a lengthy explanation, but just the point line, the Rebbe says, even the need to be metaher, uh, the kalim, to, to purify the kalim, is also connected, besides the laws of touching uh, the kalim, but we're talking about uh, putting kalim to the mikveh, as we do today, you know, when you when you kosher, you have to put it into the mikveh, or if you buy whether you kosher it or you buy kalim from a non-Jew, you have to kosher it and you have to put it into the mikveh. That's a separate command. The Rebbe said that command is association with not kosher food, which means if you buy a, something from non-Jew and the pot could have been used for non-kosher food, already in order for it to be fit requires you to immerse it in the mikveh. So not necessarily... That it needed, that it was used for not kosher. If it's used for not kosher, of course, then you kosher. You know, every time you kosher, you'd have to not kosher. If you uh, if you're uh, buying vessels, if you buy vessels from uh, no, no, every when you buy vessels from a uh, goy, whether he used it for kosher or not, you still would have to immerse it in the mikvah, and that is for the potential that it could have been used for non kosher. So there's an association with non kosher. And therefore, the Rebbe says, by extension, that particular halacha uh, would not apply to Sichon um, Vayig either, because since they were exempt from kosher, so the association with kosher, the mikveh part of the kosher, is also goes along, so does, it wouldn't apply there either. It only applies over here. Now, I'm just thinking, I didn't, uh, very quickly, briefly, but what about the idea of... Uh, what about the idea of um, of the sprinkling of the blood? Uh, and, I mean, of the afer and the mayim chayim of the mayim chayim. What? Okay. Had to stay what? They had to be tavo. Okay. And those vessels were part of war, so there was a good chance that they were tavo mates. Yeah, I understand. So how come the laws of Tom and Mace weren't given? That's the question. The laws of Tom and Mace. The second, the Rebbe answers seemingly why the mikveh part, because even the mikveh part, even those vessels that are not, that are not, uh, that, that, that we have to put in the mikveh are not because they've become uh, not kosher, but they would have to be put in the mikveh because their association, they could become not kosher. And since the laws of kashrus were sort of lifted over there, it didn't apply there. But what about the other laws of, of a sprinkling of shlishi and shmi and shmi? Well, the Rebbe says basically that the laws was also, whenever the Ebishter felt a deem to give the laws, the Ebishter well, gave it. Uh, because does it ever make sense that you would um, toggle something into in liquid that as in, that you know to be needs to be kosher that was used for for trade by a guy. Yeah, you, you would kosher it and you and you toggle yeah, it. Right? So, and you toggle it. You, you kosher and, and toggle it. Yeah. Why is it that that makes sense that you would do one and not the other? I mean, if you uh, if you if, if the guy didn't use it, you don't have to kosher it. No, just toggle it. The guy did use it. So, is it ever ever a case that it comes out that you know that you have something that a guy used for trade? Mm-hmm. And you toggle it without passion? No. 
Yeah. 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 You know what? If you don't, it you know what? If a guy uses your dishes, right, or even if you yourself used your dishes in a way that wasn't proper accidentally. Oh, uh, very precious. You use it if you're not using it for hot. If you use it for right. cold, you can use it. You still would have to table it. You still have to table it, but you don't have to cash it. If you're going to use, let's say, a basket for, I mean, you have to be careful because Xero, you might come to use it, but if it's something like which is designated for non, you're not going to use it with hot, you still can't use it to put food in there, even if it's cold, but that would need the mikveh, but it wouldn't need to be kosher. No.